0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Some breaking news that just happened about an hour ago. Julio Jones is likely to be traded to the Titans within the next two days. This is honestly one of the biggest moves that has happened this offseason. And he's going to be a key piece for the Titans as... They look to keep building and becoming one of those teams that could potentially become a title contender. Obviously, A.J. Brown is on the other side of the field. And they just lost Corey Davis to the Jets, so they needed to add a new wide receiver to the mix. And Julio Jones is one of the best wide receivers of all time. He has the stats to prove it. And... Yeah, definitely a great move by the Titans. They're moving in the right direction when it comes to signing some of the top talent in the league. Julio's 32 now. He's obviously on the tail end of his career, but could definitely still play for a long time. He's a great athlete, so... That's definitely one of the biggest stories in the NFL today. And, yeah... The Titans could definitely be one of those teams that moves into the title contention picture. And they're going to create a lot of problems for the AFC South. Obviously they have the new Russian King, Derrick Henry, who is one of the most prolific running backs that we've ever seen like ever. And, Obviously, they're going to get Taylor Lewan back this year on offensive line, so maybe they could even let Derrick Henry rush for more than what he did last year and break the all-time record. But that's enough of that. This playoff time of year is some of the craziest sports that you're going to see all year, and that goes without needing to be said, but you know, the Nets won 115-107 to yesterday in the first game of their series against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they unfortunately had an injury to James Harden 43 seconds into the game, and he would leave with a hamstring injury, and this has been... The story of the year for the Nets. Dealing with injuries and not having the big three intact altogether on the floor too often this year. They've only played together a handful of times this year. And Kyrie and KD and Blake Griffin really stepped up yesterday. KD, 29 points in 40 minutes. 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Blake Griffin, 35 minutes. 18 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Kyrie, 25 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds in 45 minutes. Joe Harris knocked down 5 for 9 from 3-point range, 19 points on the game. Mike James contributed off of the bench, 12 points in 30 minutes, seven rebounds, three assists. And this is definitely going to be one of those series that's going to go either four games or it's going to go how many if the Bucs actually are able to overcome the Nets. And now knowing that James Harden is going to be out, the Bucks definitely are going to have a different type of intensity moving forward into the next game. Giannis, obviously, is one of the best players in the league. Last night, he had 34 points, 16 for 24 from, from the field. Sorry. 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. Brooke Lopez, 19 points. Drew Holiday, 17 points. And Chris Middleton, 13 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. So the Nets are up 1-0 in this series. The next game is tomorrow night at 7.30 on TNT in Brooklyn. The Nets look to go up 2-0. And it's a big game no matter what at this point in the year. So... The Nets are obviously going to be without James Harden for a little bit of time. Hopefully he's able to return in the series. And, yeah, man, like I said earlier, it's definitely been the story of the year for the Nets. Obviously COVID and injuries have definitely not helped them out too much this year. And they haven't had the big three that they were anticipating this year, and they've had other players step up like Blake Griffin and Joe Harris is a great shooter. He puts up threes every single night for the Nets. And then Kyrie's been stepping up. He just needs to keep playing well. And Katie's obviously the leader of the team who is always going to have a great game. So the Nets are in okay shape right now, especially that they won that game and didn't go down. 0 oh, 1. So, looking forward to the next game in that series. Today we got some good games at 1 o'clock. The Atlanta Hawks first, the Sixers. We're obviously rooting for the Sixers for various reasons. Trey Young could go screw himself. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons have been playing really well in the absence of a Joel Embiid, and they look to go up early in that series. They're the home team, so they have the slight advantage in Philly. At 3.30, it's Game 7 of the first round between the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic first. The Clippers and Kawhi Leonard... the Mavericks look to take the next step and become one of those teams that can be good in a couple of years because they have the talent and Luka Doncic is one of the top scorers in the league. He's obviously one of the most talented players that is in the league right now. Anytime he plays, I try to watch because he just does some insane shit on a nightly basis. And if the Clippers could actually win this series and then move on to the next round, who knows how far they could go, and especially because the Lakers lost this year, it would mean a lot to the Clippers if they could potentially go to the finals and run L.A. for a minute. But I don't really see that happening because I feel like Luka Doncic is going to be able to put up a performance today. That's at 3.30 on ABC. Looking forward to that. Last night, the Islanders got a much-needed victory at the Coliseum. They really couldn't afford to lose that game. They would have went down 3-1 if they lost, but it's tied now 2-2. They won 4-1. to one. Kyle Palmieri tied a really close game. It was a really close game after the first. It was obviously scoreless, and then he tied the game. In the second, it was 1-1. And then the Islanders would score three unanswered goals in the third and win the game 4-1, a goal from Matt Barzell. And a great game from Varlamov, 28 saves. He made some incredible acrobatic saves last night that really kept him in the game. The Bruins definitely had a lot of chances to score a couple goals last night, but were unable to take advantage of the open net multiple times. Pasternak had one goal that would potentially have Went in, but he went off of the crossbar, and the Bruins just couldn't get the puck in the net last night. They had some chances, but they scored one goal on a bullshit call. It was in front, and the net was kind of moving, so they got lucky on that. But the Islanders were able to win in front of a packed crowd at the Coliseum, and now they're moving back to Boston for Game 5, and the Islanders need to keep winning keep rapping Long Island. So tonight is the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, bragging rights fight with the crazy rules. And it's definitely something that we've been anticipating for quite some time. I don't know if weave is the what right word, but you know I've definitely been anticipating this fucking fight just because it's a shit show waiting to happen and knockouts are legal in this fight, but there's no winner. (laughs) I mean, but like if there's a knockout there, there's a winner. Like I think everybody watching that actually is going to pay for that is going to know who the winner is. So if Logan Paul is actually able to land a shot from the gods and knock Floyd Mayweather unconscious, it's possible. He's outweighing him by 40 pounds. That's just science. And he's definitely trained for this for a long time. And it's definitely one of the biggest moments of his life. So this is another night in the office for Floyd Mayweather. But can Logan Paul shock the world and prove that anything is possible? I'm rooting for him, but... I just don't see how it's going to (laughs) happen. If he lands an uppercut, maybe, but who knows what Floyd's capable of against Logan. I mean, like, one, Floyd's a much smaller guy, so he's definitely just going to have to use his defensive boxing skills to his advantage, and he's one of the best counterpunchers of all time. And Logan's obviously looking for the power shot to knock him out because that's the only way that he could actually get any kind of closure on this fight. If Floyd just rips him up with body shots the whole entire time, that's not going to go the way that Logan wants because you could get dropped with body shots if it's repeated abuse to the liver or wherever. Like You could get dropped and then the fight could just be over from that. So he's got to be really careful of that. And he has to look to try to drop Floyd with a body shot, too. Like, that could definitely be a technique that he's looking for. Definitely going to be an interesting fight. I can't wait to see the highlights of it because they're not getting my money for this shit. (laughs) And once they announced that there wasn't going to be any uh, judges or winner announced, like, I was kind of over this shit. I'm just ready for it to happen. It's actually going to happen. It got postponed before, so hopefully it's actually entertaining, and looking forward to seeing how that turns out. But last night in the UFC, it was a pretty decent fight card. It was just a fight night, nothing too crazy. Strike knocked out Sakai really quickly in the first round with three seconds left in the round. I shouldn't say fairly quickly. It went around, but, like, he knocked him out pretty quickly. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry. So he basically landed one punch, and then he got him on the ground, and the ref was pretty quick to stop it, but it looked like he... Definitely received enough damage from Rosenstrike, and Rosenstrike is definitely a scary future contender in the division. Obviously, after he lost Francis Ngannou and the way they did when he got just ran through and knocked out, people kind of wanted to write him off, but he put together a pretty good performance last time and got a first round knockout. TKO knockout, whatever. But there were some good fights last night. Walt Harris lost to Marcin Tabora. He kinda got dominated by Tabora in the first round and would lose like a minute in. And then Santiago Ponzanibio put together a pretty good fight, won via unanimous decision and got fight of the night against Miguel. Oh. Miguel Baeza. And then Gregory Rodriguez, former LFA champion, D. Dusko Todorovic, in a fight two weeks notice. He only had two weeks to prepare for it after winning the LFA championship and decided to take his shot in the UFC and won. And then a great fight in the women's flyweight division, Montana De La Rosa the Ariane Lipsky. She knocked her out in the second round. She could definitely be a future title contender for Shevchenko. And then Tanner Bozer lost to Ilir Latifi, split decision. And that was a pretty close fight, but got dominated by Latifi's wrestling. And Bozer couldn't get up and figure it out. He was usually known for being a knockout artist, so he didn't get the job done. And then a really exciting up-and-coming fighter, Mason Jones and Elaine Patrick. They went to a no contest after it looked like a shot to the eye. It looked like an eye poke. And Mason Jones is a very accomplished MMA fighter, obviously just getting started in the UFC. So that's unfortunate that it ended like that. And then... A savage fight between Manon Fioro and Tabitha Riki in the women's flyweight division. Fioro could definitely challenge Valentina Shevchenko, it seems like. She's a savage fighter, and they call her the Beast. So, maybe she's going to be able to rise up the ranks soon. And... That was pretty much it for the UFC from last night. Next week is Israel Adesanya vs. Marvin Vittori in a rematch from Israel Adesanya's first UFC fight. He obviously beat him, but it was a close fight. And Marvin Vittori is definitely a wrestler who is looking to take down a striker in Adesanya. So looking forward to that. Also on that card, a rematch of Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo for the Flyweight Championship. That was honestly one of the best flyweight championship fights of all time. Dana White said so himself when it happened in the octagon as soon as it happened. He obviously knows what he's talking about, so that's happening again. And Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards, which was supposed to happen at UFC 262, but got pushed back. Is happening. That's gonna be a crazy fight, and that's in Arizona. And then we got Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. That's a good fight. And Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. That's gonna be a great fight. Dober obviously just lost to Islam Makhachev not too long ago, and Brad Riddell is a teammate of Israel Adesanya. Mercedes Kickboxing, so that's going to be a good fight. Yeah, definitely a good card next weekend for UFC 263. And it's been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out.